0: Hello everybody and welcome to episode 14 of the Electrifying Podcast. Brought to you by Energica, the single manufacturer of the FIM NL Moto E World Cup and presented by me, EVJ val We're currently in between the opening two Moto E races of the season, with the second event in Jerez to get underway tomorrow morning. The first one was a great show and was dominated by Eric Granado, but there was one rider who surprised everyone with an incredible progression in a very short time. After qualifying in second place on Saturday, he rode a superb debut race that ended with a well-deserved four-place. We welcome to the show one half of Team Tech 3 E-Racing and the youngest rider on the Moto E grid. His name, Lukas Tudovic. Hello there.
1: Hey, ciao Valerio. Hey, nice to meet uh, you. How are you? How's it going? Yeah, quite good after the the first race now in Harris. I'm I'm quite happy and uh, it's nice to be here. But yeah, of course the restrictions and everything is uh, is so strange to race like this. But it's for everybody the same, so we have yeah. to deal with it. And
0: so now you. Now you are between a race and the other. in these days can you were were you able to train? Were you able to do anything, or did you have to stay in the hotel?
1: Yeah, we can we can do something. Normally, of course, we have to be like in the bubble between uh, the racetrack and our hotel. But uh, we are here with the with all the riders uh, from the Tech Three team, with the MotoGP guys, uh, Moto Three, and also Tomaso. My teammate from Moto E, and we have a really beautiful hotel with the pool and everything, and place a little bit around. So, on the field we can we can go for running, because there's nobody, and uh, so it's it's okay. We can train. We have we have place, we have space. Around so it's it's nice. It's like a little bit of two three days of holiday.
0: <laughs> uh, that's good. That's a it's a good reward after uh, your performance during the weekend. Yeah. Uh, you were like the you were the rising star of the weekend.
1: I mean, it was your <laughs>
0: debut, and you like you nailed it. If I may, if I nailed may say. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I was I was also really surprised about uh, how it went, because in the in the test in March. I honestly struggled a bit to to uh, get to know the bike and uh, get get going and get some speed. Um, also on the Wednesday test, we made small steps, um, but I was never in the in the situation to really feel so good on the bike, feel comfortable, feel the front, and everything. But then in the in the FP1. We made a step on the setup, and this gave me a really, really booster, and I, I could follow other riders, and this gave me really, really good comf- comfort to to improve and to go faster. And then it was like every session by session. In FP1, I was, I think, 14, FP2, 10, FP3, I was 7 position, and then in the super, uh, E-Pole, it was 2nd position, so really step, 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 step. And it was was so impressive. I was really impressed by myself, to be honest.
0: <laughs> yeah, in some ways, the EPO reminds me of uh, the World Skiing Championship, the Alpine Ski Championship. You know, because yeah. there's one one rider, like one skier, at a time, and yeah. uh, it was uh, it was really interesting to see. You know. You kind of sat in the lap time and seeing everyone else struggling to match, and it, uh, it was like it, it was also good to see your reaction live and seeing <laughs> and seeing you say, okay, it's getting serious, you know, I can be hit on the
1: front row, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah this was, was exactly the situation after, yeah, after me. There have been, I think, six riders still left uh, to to make the qualifying. And I thought, oh, maybe when I'm lucky, I'm on the second row or something like this. Um, Cause the lap was not so bad, honestly. And yep. then I saw one rider after after run rider by rider, they they didn't make the lap time, and was like, oh, okay, but was not so bad the the lap. And then there was only Agatha and Granado left over, and I was like, oh, okay, this is the front row first race. I was already like, uh like so so happy and then was the big big crash of Kanepa. wow so, yeah phew, it, it was, was big. huge it was big yeah yeah, yeah. and Agatha was a little bit unlucky because he was on a good lap and destroyed a little bit the tire yeah already but yeah this can happen in its racing and from second or third on the on the grid it's not so big difference but yeah it yeah. was was really nice yeah
0: did you did you uh, look for anyone else on the track, like any rider who had uh, one year experience, to actually see uh, how to ride the bike? Because obviously, you didn't have much track time because we know that the bike can do only a, a number of laps. And, um, and obviously you, were, you, you are your first experience in Moto. E. is there anyone you looked at in terms of riding, or did you learn on your own? Um,
1: yeah, for sure, for sure, because uh, it's really difficult in MotoE, because you really have to be on the point, because you have the free, uh, three free practice sessions, but you cannot do so many laps. So we, when you go out the first lap, the first flying lap must be directly on the point. But you don't have time like in Moto 2 to cruise around and get your speed step by step. So it's it's really difficult. And for this, I I was also looking for some some faster riders. Of course, I was uh, to to get faster to the to the goal. You know, and in the the FP1, I don't know who I was. Was behind, but in the FP3 we also make a good step. I was following Kanepa uh, and uh, Simeon, the two guys from LCR, and also this gave me a, a little bit, a little bit boost. So I see what they do, what I can change, where I need to improve, and like this you can learn a lot faster. Everybody is doing the same. Also maybe last year in in Malaysia, Marquez was even behind Quintero to improve his yes. lap time yes Um everybody's doing the same so you would be stupid if you if you don't do it and try everything on your own and uh, struggle more so of course i i <laughs> i I'm, I'm finding for for good riders yeah
0: did you did you start the season with uh, something like a setup from the previous rider, like uh, Hector Garzo, or did you did you start with uh, from 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 scratch with the settings? Because Garzo was was quick, so Garzo
1: was really fast on his bike. <laughs> yeah, Hector. He was also in 2018. He was my two teammate in uh, in the European Moto Two Championship. Yeah. Um. But in the test in March, we already tried something. Uh, direction to his setup, but the riding style was was really different. And uh, the way he was riding the bike, I'm not able to ride this bike. So we we tried it but we we can forget about this the setting because for me it's not working. He's uh, yeah. riding a little bit little bit different. Um, but now we find a find a good way in this in this few practice sessions for the for the setup. And uh, make a make a good improvement for this for for this working for me, but uh, it's more like setup direction of Kenny Forey, who was also last year in the technical yeah. racing, yeah, and opposite way to Hector, you can say. Okay. Oh,
0: good to know. And um, I mean, a lot of people. There's been talking about the heat in Jerez, Obviously, who wasn't there, including me. We we heard about you know how hard it was describe
1: us how hard it was to be on track and, how and around it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah if you see all the all the pictures of the MotoGP gp riders in the pool and everything what the the donor don't don't see so so good um but it's it was really really hot it's like like when we when we go in the european championship to uh, aragon in uh, in august september i don't know it's also always Super super hot, so dry. Um, it's like similar. I think yesterday we had here in in Helles, I think thirty nine degrees. It's wow! It's so crazy. Um, yeah. Always when we when you put the water bottle inside the box without putting it inside the fridge, after two three hours, when I come back after the session and I drink it, it's like
0: yeah.
1: like I don't know the tea you left. On the table for half yeah. an hour. It's so warm. Okay. You, <laughs> you, you, it.
0: exactly. <laughs> you can have some tea, exactly. You can have some tea, absolutely. It's it's,
1: it's and not um, nice to drink. Yeah, it's, but yeah, for us, no. it's not so big problem because we don't need to do so many laps. But for the GP riders, and they they have to fight a lot. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And speaking of 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 short race, um, you you obviously when you obviously see races last year, uh, you you obviously saw them, but. You didn't know what to expect coming in, so what was your approach? What What did you do, you just, I mean, you, you, your start was great, I mean, <laughs> yeah. you, you actually did a great start, despite, you know, you yeah. can't really make a difference when you don't have the clutch in terms yeah. of starting, but you did did really have a good start, but what was your approach from then? You, you kind of tried to keep it together and avoid any risk,
1: or I don't know, what was your approach? Yeah, for me, one of the most important things is to take as many points as possible because we don't have so many races. Yeah. It's really, really important to to take points. Um, but also really important, what I think many riders learn now from the first race, the e-pole is so important because the race is so short to start really maybe first, second, maximum third row to be in a good position for the race because when you are further back down, like, like Kanepa was after his crash it's impossible to go to go to the front but yes. what was for me so strange was when uh, when Granado or Ferrari overtake me they are suddenly next to you but you don't listen to it i i'm riding yeah. anyway without the earplugs but in in Moto2 for example you hear it a little bit when somebody's closer behind you or now coming next to you, a little bit you get the feeling to, to hear it. But in Moto E, this is really, really difficult to to see it and to feel it and also to overtake with the weight of the bike. It makes it yeah. really, really tough for this for these uh, short distance races.
0: Yeah, and let's let's put the rear view mirrors on the bikes, then <laughs> <laughs> That would be interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, I was thinking about something. I would maybe maybe a good thing for the future would be for the ePole, especially to. Um, it happens also. It happened also in superbike. I mean, if you crash uh, during the ePole, you don't go all the way to 18th. If you had a good time in sort of mm-hmm. FP3, and then uh, in the combined times, maybe you go. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I understand. Tank,
0: you know, because starting, yeah, you yeah. know, it's uh, well, yeah. oh, but that's I guess that's the beauty of the single lap. You know, you have yeah, to yeah. the limit at the same time. Exactly. You don't have to crash. That's exactly. that's the
1: thing. And Don't so, go over the over the track limits. I think that's exactly what makes it so interesting. Because when you watch run rider uh, each rider after each other. And you see okay, he must stay on the track, he must go fast. And if if he's going one time ten centimeters too much over the curb on the green, it's over. So we have to be really, really precise. Yeah. And I think for me that's what it makes so so interesting. Because one small mistake and everything can be done. So for the I- for the people watching. And everybody in the paddock, it's, it's so interesting, but on the bike you are really like, oh, <laughs> I know, in the focus.
0: <laughs> are you that type of rider? Are you the single lap rider? Because, for example, Jordi Torres is known for not being a qualifier despite being great in the race. And there are riders who actually on the single lap just struggle and then in the race they can build up the pace.
1: And there are riders obviously who can do both, but, you know. No- normally I am better in the races. Um, ah, okay. Especially end of the race uh, with the with, uh, with my fitness level and the, uh, when the tire is dropping a little bit with less grip, that's normally where I'm a little bit stronger. But in Moto E with the short race and the tire is dropping a little bit, but not not too much, um, makes not so big big difference. But I honestly I was really. I didn't expect to make such a good qualifying uh, this time, so it was for me really, really special.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe you found something in you that you didn't find before, you don't know. <laughs> probably,
1: yeah. Maybe, yeah.
0: Um, so the the calendar this year is obviously different because of the COVID-19 situation, but yeah. maybe it works. It could work in your favor, given that there will only be three, three venues instead of, I- instead of five. I mean, probably you know them all, but you haven't try them with, with the bike so t- having two yeah. double headers with you know even three races in Mezzano that maybe three could Mizano, work well yeah. for you
1: could work for me but also could work for italian riders like Ferrari that have been so strong <laughs> on these tracks last year <laughs> or maybe for example also my teammate in uh, italian rider yeah um, three races there um, yeah, let's see. Last year in the Moto Two, the track was not so bad for me. Uh, on the Moto E, I don't know, but we also have the race in in Le Mans. So this track I know also from the World Championship and has been good for me. So for this one, I'm I'm quite positive. And Misano, we will see. We have. And then it, in, it, weeks, so.
0: in Le Mans, nobody have has raced before, so yeah, it will absolutely. be a new start for everyone. So it exactly. would be really yeah. interesting to see. Would be really yeah, interesting yeah. to see. What about your, your your early career? You started so young. Like I was reading, you debuted, you made your debut in the in the C in the CEB model two. How old were you?
1: With we fifteen. Wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, 2015. in 2015, I, I've i done my first two races in Jerez and Valencia. And the season after, uh, I was 16, 17, 18 in the CV and 15 the last two races. And now, this year, back from the world championship, so it's my like my fourth fourth year in
0: the CV. Did you you live in Spain when you were using a CV or just going back and forth?
1: No, no. This time when I've been there in 2018, I was still in school. And I finished uh, the highest level school in Germany. um, Which is always a good thing. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. For for plan B, C, if it doesn't work with (laughs) the career. Yeah, it's always important. Many riders don't have it and they just focus on racing. It can yeah. work, but if it's not working, they have nothing in their pocket, so it's that's true. In my in my opinion, it's not so clever, but it's their decision. <laughs>
0: did you did you have a good? Uh, uh, is it called Abitur? Is
1: it exactly exactly? Ah uh, yeah, exactly.
0: I I, know, I, I, ju- I just I, I'm just acting just because um, my sister lives in Germany. And my nephew uh, Ge- My nephews are oh, German, yeah. so
1: that's why. <laughs> cool. cool. Where in Germany?
0: Um, uh, Münster, in the uh, okay. yeah, in the, okay. the northwest. Uh, it's
1: so. far from my home.
0: I'm living yeah. near
1: Hockenheim. There, there is nothing thing. to
0: see. Sorry for all the listeners, if there's anyone from <laughs> me. <laughs> she, she used to live in Berlin, and I had a lot more fun
1: there. Yeah, so. I can it. I was a few weeks ago, I was in Berlin, at my uh, visiting my fitness trainer. It was was interesting. Yeah. yeah,
0: It's a great city. It's definitely yeah. in my top five. Definitely in my top five. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So. so nice.
0: Lucas it's been a pleasure to talk to you and uh, I've been looking forward for a long time but I I found that there was no better moment than now uh, and I and <laughs> yes. I hope and I and uh, I look forward to seeing you on track again and uh, hopefully the heat will will be lower but I don't think it will be so we'll just have to well, just wait and see what
1: happens may the heat be with us may the what may the heat be with us yeah exactly exactly
0: with with you maybe not too much <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah we have the race at 10 in the morning so at our session it's not so bad only the fp2 and the e-pole will be hot in the afternoon yeah. but it's not yeah, so, so I, bad. I so i guess I, I guess
0: the the it's important to to do the morning sessions well exactly. just to prepare exactly. for the race
1: exactly the fp1 and fp3 the are yeah, the most important sessions, and these are also the sessions where we focus the most, uh, also with the tires to, yeah. to be prepared for the epole and the race, uh, especially the race. Exactly, absolutely.
0: So now you're all happy with the Energica bike, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's so different, you cannot compare to any Moto 2 or nothing, it's a whole different story. But um, as a professional rider, you have to be able to to adapt to every bike, and that's what I what I'm trying at the moment. And at now, for now, it's it's working quite good. So yeah, it's it's fine. it's fine.
0: And you put you guys put it in a great a great show. I mean, people who Thank say, you. "Oh, the electric bike," I don't. I don't really like it. I mean, man, watch it, you know? Watch, watch yeah. it. Like, you see a great race, and uh, yeah, uh, yeah. it's a short race, which is even fun to watch, yeah. you know? So, I don't, exactly. for in my personal opinion, I don't understand, but each to their own. But the advice I give is that watch the race because it's fun.
1: Yeah, everybody got their own opinion. But last year, when I was in the Moto 2, I was always watching the race, and it was like, in front of the television with my fingers on the on the mouth, like oh it was, yeah. was always overtaking overtaking everybody together and so short race and so much action inside it's it's so nice to yeah. watch it for me yeah. and to it's be a, a part of it even better <laughs>
0: yeah it's a good yeah it's a good way to start the the sunday of races exactly. so you start with a we start with a short and fun model e and then you build up to the rest of the categories
1: exactly
0: all right, so I, say, I yeah, said yeah. already that I will let you go and now I'll let you go for real to your own stuff. Are you going to train now?
1: Yeah, at 6 we will go running for a few kilometers with Sasaki from Moto3 and Lekona. Okay. We'll some training together and then we go for dinner.
0: Cool, cool. Enjoy the rest of your day Thank and you. uh, looking forward to seeing you on track when we will be allowed again, as poor media PR people <laughs> who be left alone. No, i can't. <laughs> Yeah, I hope
1: it will be soon.
0: Yeah, fingers crossed. Take care.
1: Yeah. Uh, you see too. you soon. Bye. Yeah, bye. bye.
0: And that's it for another episode of the Electrifying Podcast. Hope you're looking forward to seeing the Ego Corsa machines back on track as much as we do and be on the edge of your sofa to cheer for your favorite riders. This podcast is now available on Spotify, Google Podcasts and Stitcher, so if you use these services, you have plenty of ways to stay in touch with us. See you next time!